0: Welcome to the Clubhouse with Shane Bacon. I'm your host, Shane Bacon. And yes, by the magic of pre-recording, while you're listening to this, I am in South Korea uh, checking out a golf course called Whistling Rock. Yes, first visit to South Korea. Uh, I'll be there for most of the week getting to check out some golf in another part of the world. I'm pretty excited about it. But I wanted to make sure you guys got your Clubhouse podcast filled for the week. And it's a really good one. Ryder Cup podcast. Clinching point getter ryan moore on the podcast today uh, caught up with ryan late last week a great conversation about the ryder cup about really how he played leading into the ryder cup and how he landed a point he told me about a conversation he had with davis love the third before the tour championship talked about the playoff and some of the putts that he made against rory McIlroy. must make putts that you know he felt did enough to get him on the team which of course it did and then uh just the the Insanity of that week. I mean, Sunday, tour championship. Monday, you're on the Ryder Cup uh, and, and you're flying to Hazeltine and you got to be a part of a team and really get back into that. So, you know, it was just, it was fun. It was fun to catch up with a guy that, uh, you know, he's won five times on tour, but really the last month has probably been the most important of his career. Uh, this week's podcast, of course, is brought to you by Swing Juice, the best golf t shirts on the planet, possibly the universe. Haven't checked yet. Swing Juice continues to pump out styles that will make your friends wanting to literally take the shirt off your back. Currently in South Korea, that didn't stop me from packing my favorite Swing Juice gear to wear in-between rounds of golf. New styles are always rolling in. You'll never be bored searching the website and finding the perfect shirt for you. Don't forget, they make amazing gifts for the golfer in your life that thinks he has everything. Use the offer code BACON and you'll save 20%. Get thee to SwingJuice.com right now and thank me later. If you want to follow the travels, uh, the South Korean travels, of course, I'll be posting stuff on Twitter at Shane Bacon. Uh, on Instagram and Snapchat, I'm actually at Shane Bacon 11. I've tried to buy at Shane Bacon a couple of times. Nobody responds to me. Not a shocker there. And on Facebook, I'm at Shane Bacon Golf. So uh, different handles, but all kind of get you to the right place in the same place. And uh, just follow throughout the week. I'm going to be checking out a place. That go- the golf course looks absolutely stunning, at least from the picture. So uh, I'm excited to see what, what we got and see what it's like. And Uh, see how the course plays. Hopefully hopefully my golf game travels with me. It's been a bit of a struggle the last few weeks as it tends to do, but uh, that's enough of me. Um, I wanted to make this short and sweet. I wanted to get right to Ryan Moore. As I mentioned, a Ryder cupper, a member of that American Ryder cup team and the man that got the final point for team USA to finally break the trend the Europeans have had at the Ryder cup. So here we go. Ryan Moore on the clubhouse. And we welcome into the clubhouse Ryan Moore, 33-year-old PGA Tour player, five-time PGA Tour champion, and include the 2016 John Deere Classic. Ryan finished seventh in the FedEx Cup standings in 2016, highlighted, of course, by the near upset playoff victory over Rory McIlroy at the Tour Championship. Uh, Ryan, of course, was also on that winning Ryder Cup team for the United States. Finally, Ryan, first things first, I always start with this question. What have you had to eat today? It's what about 3 p.m. on the West Coast?
1: What have I had to eat today? Ah, uh, that is a good question. That's one thing I'd have to think about actually. <laughs> when I'm home, I just kind of wander around and like snack all day. I'm not like a go out and, and get meals. i no, no, I had uh, I had payway for lunch actually. It was like my son, my four year old son's favorite thing, and I was driving home from uh, from the gym working with my trainer and. There's was one conveniently on the way home, so uh, I picked that up for, for us for lunch. That's, that's what I have today.
0: What do you go with at Peiway? Do you go with like the, you know how they have the little healthy option and then they have everything else? Do you go the healthy side?
1: <laughs> uh, I'd say kind of in between. I go the, like uh, one of the chicken dishes, usually the, uh, the Kung Pao. I do it uh, steamed instead of uh, fried or pan fried or whatever. And then with brown rice, so I feel like you know I'm kind of kind
0: of a tweener. Yeah, not
1: super healthy, but not not
0: terrible. Yeah, snuck it right in right in between clubs. Okay, well I wanted to get right into the Ryder Cup. Um, of course, go back a couple of weeks. Uh, you went in the middle of August at TPC Deer Run, uh, finishing the top eight in the first two FedEx Cup playoff events. You're headed into the BMW Championship. What did you think your actual chances were of making the Ryder Cup team, of of getting that last spot from Davis Love?
1: Um, I mean, I, I kind of, I had a really good, honest conversation with him the week before the tour championship, because obviously, I mean, there was a lot going on and there's all this stuff in the air and, um, I just wanted to talk to him and just be like, Hey, let's be honest with each other. Just tell me like, what do I have to do? Do I have to go win next week? Do I have to beat this person or that person? Do I need to have a nice solid finish? Cause I've played pretty well lately, you know? Um, and basically what I got from, gathered from him from that conversation was I, I have to go in the golf tournament the next week. So, um, so I mean, it kind of made it simple in my mind. I mean, I, I can't say that's why I went out and played well and, and almost won. I think it's a really good term for me. I finished third uh, the last time I was there. So it's, it's one I've uh, the course I enjoy that seems to fit me pretty well. So, um, so it was nice to kind of get that, you know, stuff off of my head of like oh well maybe if I do this or maybe if I do that you know all the different variables that might be it was just like okay well basically I have to go win this tournament um and of course I didn't I got into a playoff but I think that was enough to prove kind of where my game was at and uh you know enough to get me on the team
0: well so you know take me to the 18th green I mean you're in regulation I think you were 12 under and and, and could have gone to 13 you had what a 12 footer that that was kind of a favorite putt I guess for right hander I mean Maybe right lip or just outside right lip. Are are you thinking about that? I mean, knowing that if you make this putt, you make a birdie, it puts the, the all the weight on Roy McElroy, who I think was still having to play the hole. I mean, if you make that putt, you're thinking, Do I not only do I win probably the biggest P G A Tour event of my career, but I make this Ryder Cup team. I mean, is that going through your mind at all or no?
1: Not really, no. So I was actually playing with Rory and he had already hit it from splashed out of the bunker up to about a foot or so and tapped in for birdie to get to
0: 12. That's right. And I was already at
1: 12. I had a 10-footer, you know, like you're saying, above the hole, probably around a right-edge putt. At least I thought it was (laughs) right-edge because I hit a right-edge and it lipped out. So, you know, maybe it was inside right. Um, But, no, I really wasn't. I mean, it's it's hard in that moment to just be focused on what you're doing, but but I really was. I mean, I was just simply trying to win a golf tournament. Um, Like you're saying, it would have been the biggest biggest win of uh of my career. And, you know, I had a great opportunity right there with a good putt. I didn't know what Kevin Chappell was doing behind us. I knew he was right around where we were too and uh seventeen was a very birdieable hole. I didn't know what he had done on that hole. So, you know, for me it was just trying to get it in and trying to post that thirteen under and uh you know see what happened.
0: Yeah, and you hit a good putt there, as you said, maybe a bit of a mystery but not much. I mean it hit the hole. You make that putt again in the playoff and then you make that enormous par save uh, from an area you missed from earlier in regulation on the fourth playoff holder really put the pressure back on Roy who of course went on and made that birdie putt to win I do you feel like when you were making those putts I mean you you, you have to think while I didn't win I was pulling off golf shots I needed to pull off uh, to show somebody like Davis Love that I was able to not only you know you know play into a playoff and potentially win but you know, in my opinion, as I was watching it, you were making these big pressure putts and really as big of a, a of a moment as you could have outside of maybe a major championship.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't, again, I wasn't really thinking about that in, in the moment. But uh, afterward, you know, once I was done, I didn't get a text or call right away or anything. But I'm sitting there thinking, <laughs> well, there's not a lot else I could do. Obviously, I could have won the tournament. That would have been better. But I also went head-to-head in a playoff against their best player on their team and forced his hand and, you know, made big putts when I needed to. And, you know, unfortunately, a couple of them were for pars um, or just to have the whole type thing. But, uh, you know, uh, I was hoping, I was very, very hopeful uh, that I had done enough to, uh, to sway them. And, and, you know, when he made the call, uh, I mean, he told me it was, it was unanimous between him and all the assistant coaches. Uh, it was a 100% agreed upon uh, decision. So... Uh, I guess I had, I had swayed them enough.
0: <laughs> so it, it, was there any point on Sunday evening after the event wrapped that you were more than about uh, two feet from your cell phone?
1: Uh, yeah, actually, there, there, were, uh, there were a few moments. I, actually, my son, my four-year-old son, Tucker, went up into the locker room with me. He always goes up. He likes to help me change my shoes after the round or whatever. And we were about to go get on a plane. I was going to go get in the shower and do all that stuff. And so I actually gave him my phone to play games in the locker room on my phone, and I was actually in my head thinking, oh, well, you know, if I miss, <laughs> a, call, I miss a call, I'll be all right. I, I can call him back. I was thinking how funny it would be, actually, if he answered uh, and, and talked to him uh, for a few minutes there. But uh, it didn't happen. He called me about 15 to, to 20 minutes after I actually missed the call when he called, too. Um, and then he texted me, and it was one of those, like, uh, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing right. uh, kind of kind of moments, but it uh, turned out to be a good thing when he asked me, uh, you know, what I was doing the next week, and if I, if I wouldn't mind going to Minnesota, I was like, yeah, that, that
0: sounds all right. Yeah, I could get a flight over there. Well, you know, Ryder Cup week, uh, and, I mean, I of course, I'm, I'm this is going to shock you, I've never played on a Ryder Cup, but yeah. Ryder Cup week is such an insanely big production. I mean, there's nothing, I don't think there's anything like it in the sense of, how big it feels, you know. Team meetings, practice rounds. You're trying to find which person you want to play with. They're trying to do like a a modi- a, a modified pod system, and then you have galas and opening ceremonies. I mean, you're thrust into this thing. Was it was it fairly overwhelming?
1: Um. Yeah. Yes, it was. Uh, very short notice, and uh, I think it was harder on my wife than it was on me because trying to deal with we have a four month old uh, boy, so trying to figure out like. You know, it's not a very kid friendly event, uh, so trying to figure out what to do with our four year old, what to do with our newborn, like how, how does it's a very, it's just a very different week than what we deal with, uh, week in, week out, uh, on tours. So, um, for me, it was, you know, it, it is, it's a lot. There's functions, there's stuff every night. That, I mean, you just don't have, you don't have a moment. And I think in the end, it was almost like a good thing, because I just played my way right into it, and I just showed up and like, all right, let's just keep doing this, you know, where, I might have been more nervous or anticipating it more had I had a couple weeks off, you know, kind of going into it. I think it actually kind of helped me relax and just kind of go play a little bit, you know, in a weird way, just because I I didn't really even have time to process
0: it. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting you say that. I mean, for you at this event, I mean, you've got your outfits. I mean, they have team gear for you and all that stuff. I mean, your wife has to go pick out dresses or get somebody to ship them up to the house. I mean... Hey, up to the area. I mean, wh- wh- how, how far into that conversation when you looked over and said, I'm on the team, was she thinking, oh, my goodness, I need to yeah. go, go get some stuff to wear? Well, we
1: flew home from Vegas Sunday night um, just because my family was all with me. My parents were We had a bunch of people out there. I already had a fight going back to, to Vegas. I'm like, all right, let's just get on this. Let's get you guys all home. I'll just fly back out the next morning, and then you can have a day to try and situate all of this uh, craziness um and then fly back up so she ended up coming out you know tuesday afternoon or, or uh something like that so like i said for me it was yeah it was not too bad they had all my stuff actually i, I didn't get fitted this year but uh pretty generic size on other things so it was not too hard to get me uh all the gear uh we had to hem a couple uh jackets and suits you know that kind of stuff but besides that it was uh it was pretty it's
0: beautiful. it's probably it's probably pretty nice for uh, for somebody like Davis Love to have, uh, I would say, a low maintenance type of player like you getting selected because you probably just had a mentality where you went, yeah, whatever you got, it's fine. I'll, I'll wear whatever. I don't. care. Yeah,
1: kind of. <laughs> I mean, it was. Yeah, it was so last moment. It was all that stuff. It's just like, hey, I'm I'm just happy to be here. You put me in whatever you want. I'll exactly. be I'm good to go. I'll just go. I'll go try and play good golf and try and make some more putts and just keep it rolling. So.
0: Is there a moment from Ryder Cup week that, when you look back on it? that you'll remember off the golf course is there one moment you know not winning not playing not getting the, the the first nod with jb uh on friday afternoon is there a moment you'll look back on not playing that you'll really remember
1: yeah just some of it i mean i would say just some in general off course stuff you know just having having dinner with the team every single night having different people uh you know come and hang out and talk to us i mean jack nicholas came and hung out and had dinner with us a couple times and you know, talk to us briefly, but, I mean, just getting to do stuff like that, I mean, that's just not, this is not normal. I mean, you don't get to do that uh, week in and week out, um, you know, on tour. So, uh, it's, it's just fun. The overall experience, really, for me was just, uh, uh, it was pretty eye-opening uh, and, and just incredible. Uh, I, I, I've said this a few times since, like, if I don't, if I don't get to play in another one ever again, I've, I mean, I had such a great, amazing experience this time with I mean, Davis loved being the captain. I mean, he was incredible. But my teammates are great. All the other vice captains. I mean, if I don't get to do it again, I'm, I'm, I'll be happy the rest of my life that I got the experience that I had, you know, last week.
0: Yeah, and, and what point did you realize you were going to pair up with JB Holmes? Because he, he's he's played in one of these before. I mean, was was it instantaneous?
1: Uh, basically, I think they kind of had that in there in the back of their minds. I think that was uh, what they had been thinking. Um, as far as pairing me from the get-go. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, it kind of seemed like they just threw us in right away and just like, hey, get comfortable with it. Now, J.B. and I have known each other for a very long time. We're the same age, played in college and amateur stuff a ton together, with and against each other. So it's someone I'm, I'm very comfortable with and know pretty well. And, you know, that was that, that was a great pairing. I, I loved it. I thought that was a great, uh, a great guy to play with. I mean, I would have loved to have played alternate shot just to get to hit it from where he hits it, um, just just for one day, <laughs> like uh, Kuchar got to do with Dustin. Um, but uh, you know they, they threw us out in the best ball each time, and I mean it was it was great. I uh, I, I loved that pairing.
0: Yeah, I, I played concession a year ago where JB plays most of his golf uh, in Florida, and there was a par four, and it's like four oh eight. And they told me he drove it, and I was like, No human on this planet can drive it. And they were like, He's either driven it a couple times or driven it right by it a couple times. And I even with you mentioned Kuchar. I remember Kuchar had a couple of, of yardages into par fives, and I was thinking to myself, I would be surprised if he's ever thought I'm gonna have one ninety seven into this particular par five. So it is a it is a, a different dynamic for sure. Yeah. I wanted to go to, to Sunday. You know, you're you're two down to Lee Westwood, uh, three holes to play you make this insane eagle on the 16th hole is have, has there ever been a moment in your golf career where the atmosphere and such was when that putt dropped and you were back in this match with two holes to play
1: no no I cannot uh, I, I can't even imagine being in a, in a situation anywhere similar to that I mean it was uh, it was incredible just the atmosphere in general the whole week the crowds were incredible um, it was so supportive. Uh, but man, that was, uh, that was fun and that was, that was fun timing to, uh, to do it. I just, I walked off the 15th green going two down, both JB Holmes and, and, and Patrick Reed's matches were done and they came back to come walk with me for a couple holes because, because I was down and I don't know something about them, you know, walking off the green and they were both there kind of pumping me up and telling me, you know, you got this, don't worry about it. And I don't know. So there, there was like a switch went off inside me and I'm like, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not going down like this. Like, I, I gotta, I gotta just figure something out. Let's, let's see what I can do these last few holes. So, um, and that's what's so different about the Ryder Cup is, you know, you have that. You have your teammates out there encouraging you and coming and pumping you up. And, you know, I mean, that's, that's fun. That's just such a different environment for us. But, uh, to hit those shots in that situation, um, and that was the best shot I think I've ever hit my entire life. The second shot in the 16. I hit my three hybrid from about 45. And literally the second I made contact, I was like, yeah, that can't be outside 10 feet. It's impossible. Like, it was just one of those shots <laughs> that was just perfect. I knew it was perfect. I knew the numbers were perfect. And if I hit it solid and I hit it right where, where I was trying to hit it, you know, it was just one of those that just came off. And there's just no way it could be bad. <laughs>
0: um, well, and, in, in, you know, and in, in you – you mentioned emotional. I mean, these guys are pumping you up. You've got players out there. You've got assistant captains. I mean, you've got assistant captains that are that are Hall of Famers and notables and major winners and all that such. You make eagle on 16. And, you know, I've heard this before from coaches, but, you know, there's there's a level of getting down on yourself. But there's also a level of getting too high. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you, you know, you're so pumped up making that eagle – how do you settle yourself down on 17 and, and, and get yourself back in the moment to play a golf shot and then go on to make birdie there?
1: Yeah, I'd say that's like the hardest thing. I mean, to hear a roar like, like that, hear everybody get behind you and get so pumped up. And, uh, yeah, to, to try and come down from that, just, you know, for me it was, you know, go just go right back to, to my routine. Go, you know, just talk through it with my caddy. Take a couple deep breaths, you know. Realize, hey, I'm still one down with two holes to go. Like, I, I have to hit good golf shots here. I can't, yeah, that was great that I eagled that hole, but that's not going to win me the match, you know. So just having to, you know, just come down from that really fast. And, uh, you know, I, I think re- routine helps that a lot. Just right back to, hey, let's, it's a golf shot. Let's talk about the numbers. Let's figure out what we need to do here and let's focus on this. And, you know, I was able to hit a great shot again there, uh, right behind the hole, then make another putt and then, Probably, about, I was most proud of my my drive I hit on 18, actually, in the end. I hadn't hit a good tee shot there all week. I don't even think I'm practicing on hit a good tee shot there. It wasn't exactly hard. <laughs> it wasn't a difficult tee shot. It just, I don't know, just for some reason, I couldn't hit a good drive there, and I just absolutely split the middle of the fairway Um at a time where I just, I. It's what I needed to do. Yeah, I won those two holes, but if I fan it short and in a bunker or something like that, that gives him, you know, kind of some momentum to step up and pipe it down the middle, and I, hit it down the middle to force his hand and he ended up hitting in the bunker and, you know, all kind of went from there.
0: Did you have an idea? I mean, you know, I don't know if you look at scoreboards or not, but did you have an idea that, that you're the clinching point for the Ryder Cup, which is, you know, kind of what you, I think everybody would want to be if they had a chance to be on a Ryder Cup team?
1: Uh, no, I really didn't. I, uh, I did not know until, until after the match, but I was still focused. I mean, kind of the message, uh, you know, the captains and, and Captain Davis, had for us all week was was do your job, you know, get your point. Like don't focus, don't think about all that other stuff. It's so easy to get wrapped up and looking at the board, seeing red, seeing blue, all this stuff, you know. But you need to get your point. That that is the point, you know. That's the goal. You just go get your point, do your job. Um, and so really, that's what was going through my head. I, I was standing there on eighteen, and it's like, hey, I want to get this point, you know. And I hit a good shot in there, and he hit in the bunker, green side but I still, I didn't, I I didn't want to look at the board. I did not want to know what was going on. Now I I had looked maybe a few holes before and I thought we were up in quite a few matches and I I figured we were going to win. Um, I didn't, I just didn't know I was going to be the point to kind of clinch it. Um, but I was standing there looking at my pot the entire time, just studying it and focusing on it, trying to, to think I had to make it, you know, to win my match. I didn't want to have my match. I wanted to win. I wanted to win my point. Um, so I was just completely focused on that. So when he actually ma- ended up, you know, missing his part putt, I was like, "Well, this is, there's no chance I'm going to get this to the hole. I'm just going to cozy this sucker right up there." And this. <laughs> I don't want to run this three and a half feet by and just, you know, look stupid. So I'm going to just cozy it up there. In hindsight, I probably should have tried to make it. Just it probably would have been a little more dramatic, a little more exciting. Um, but hey, I was just trying to get my point. And I, you know, two-putted it or left it a little bit short, and he gave it to me, and I kind of turned around. My, then my wife walked onto the green and said – and told me, like, hey, that was that was the point, you know, that was the the clinching point. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And I think that was my <laughs> – I think that was my response. I was just – I was so focused on that match and those last three holes and all that stuff, like, I don't know, I just kind of didn't – I didn't even think about all that other stuff for, you know, for that moment. I guess I was a little bit in the zone there for so. –
0: for those last few. Yeah, that, that was what I was going to ask you. Was the first person that came up to you and said something, and it's pretty cool that that the the week starts and ends with you know your family kind of being there for both those moments. I mean, you getting the call, and then of course the first person uh, that tells you. I mean, I, I feel like that's an underrated element of the Ryder Cup is how involved the families are. Uh, does your wife look back on this and say it's it's the her most fun week she's had as 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 a, a PGA Tour wife?
1: Uh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it was just, uh, she loved it. I mean, when, when she actually got there, once the stressful, uh, trying to figure everything out for that 36 hours, uh, before she got there, once she got there, she was, she was great and had a, had an amazing week. And yeah, there's, they have, they're so involved with everything we do out there and, you know, all the wives and her and Caddy's wives are all riding in cars and along with us and, you know, around every single hole. And I mean, it's, it's great. It's, it's It's an incredible week. It really is. And, you know, I've heard people describe it and explain it and stuff like that. And, you know, it it just doesn't do it justice until you truly experience it.
0: It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole. It's in the hole. A reminder that this week's podcast is brought to you by Swing Juice, my favorite golf t-shirts out there. Buying golf polos from your favorite golf course is a must. But what are you wearing after your round or before your round or those disappointing days when you aren't golfing? Swing Juice is the answer. Visit SwingJuice.com. Use the offer code BACON at checkout. You'll save 20% on all orders. It's a steal of a deal and a must if you call yourself a golf nut. Visit SwingJuice.com right now. Well, I wanted to ask you, Is if we looked at the celebration on Sunday night, uh, if I set the over-under at 2 in the morning, how many of the 12 players were still up past 2 a.m., do you think?
1: Uh, I would say... Uh, I would say ninety percent. Oh, I would, i know I was up nice. after two a.m. <laughs> <and laughs> definitely, I, could, I couldn't fall asleep. Even if I would have tried, I don't think I could have fallen asleep.
0: So. We definitely had some. Was fun. there somebody that surprised? Yeah, was there somebody that surprised you in their ability to celebrate and party that maybe you didn't think would have that in them?
1: Uh, no. I, I kind of figured they were all pretty, uh, pretty good champions. At, uh, at that, and uh, no one, no one disappointed. <laughs> let's just say that everyone,
0: there you everybody go. has uh, fun. Um, what is this this late season run? You know, you, you win, you you nearly win the tour championship, you make the Ryder Cup. What has it done for your confidence heading into 2017? Because I mentioned your five PGA Tour wins. I mean, you came into the, came into professional golf one of the most decorated amateur golfers of all time. What has this season, in particular, done? for you going forward into 2017.
1: Well, I think those last those last two weeks of the season especially I think it did, did a lot for my confidence uh, to play, you know, at the Tour Championship against, you know, all the best players and uh, you know, almost come out on top there, at least get into a playoff and then go have the experience I did at the Ryder Cup hit those shots, you know, coming down the line when it really mattered. Um, you know, that's that's huge. I mean, it's kind of immeasurable. Uh just how it, how much confidence you can get from just hitting shots like that in in those moments. Um, Cause you just, you don't know, you don't know if you're going to be able to do that uh, until, until you get that opportunity. And it's, uh, you know, when all the pressures on can can you step up and hit a shot that, that needs to be hit? Um, you know, and I was able to do that, especially Sunday um, at the Ryder cup. So, you know, for me, you're going forward. I just, I made some, some great decisions, uh last year just about just about schedule and and timing and, and how to do it you know things and um had a great planning session before with just kind of my whole crew uh you know from coaches and managers and caddies and just everybody we all kind of get together and just really plan out my year um and just did a great job with that last year and just gave me a ton of confidence going into this season and i really stuck to it and then i had a great addition throughout my season And kind of the end of June, uh, kind of right before I honestly started playing really good. I was a new trainer uh, I started working with and man, that's just done, done wonders. I've had, I've had some issues, uh, and you know, had an ankle problem for probably five, six years. I've had a lot of little stuff that's just nagging and bothering me and man, he's just helped me get, get through some of that and, uh, get, you know, some areas that were weak and immobile, get them moving again, get them stronger, um. And I think that propelled me to kind of go play well that, that, that end of the season, just kind of getting some things more comfortable that, that have been hurting for so long. So, um, I, I'm really excited about these tournaments coming up this fall. I'm, I'm leaving, uh, this Sunday for, uh, Malaysia, Then I'm going to go to China and then I'll, I'll finish up the fall in uh, Vegas at home for me. Um, and I'm excited for those events. Yeah. You know, I, I wanted to keep playing this week, but I was, I was exhausted, my wife was exhausted, and, and uh, I didn't want to be away from my family for three straight weeks, especially with two of them being international. So we went ahead and decided I was actually going to play Napa. We decided, nah, that was before I knew I was going to be on the Ryder Cup and all that stuff. So we are like, okay, let's, let's just maybe take that one off. Um, so I, I'm excited to get back to it, though. I mean, I, my game feels good. My body's been feeling great. And, uh, you know, I can't wait for this fall and then again next year.
0: So over your career, you have rocked some rather uh, unique outfits. I'll say, yeah. um, some that have I, I would say. I mean, you you went sponsorless for a while, and I and you really it was there was a big stories about you know mm-hmm. you were you were following your own path and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Is there a particular outfit you look back on and say that wasn't a good one? I shouldn't have gone with that.
1: <laughs> well, now you're gonna have to make me like remember. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I have like the worst memory ever. I think I'm just good at forgetting. Stuff, I'm like, yeah, whatever. I was fine with it. This is so, the key to your golf. Go- this is key to
0: your it. golf ability. Yeah,
1: exactly. You <laughs> gotta just forget about that stuff and just go hit your next shot. That's that's the key. I think that's how I think
0: about my clothing. <laughs> there you go. Well, I always liked the ties. I was always a big fan of the ties. I thought you looked sharp with those. Um, and and I mentioned your amateur career. When you when you hear from college players that have been successful, I mean, you think about Bryson or Maverick Mealy, these types of players. If they contact you and say. Uh, what's what's the one piece of advice you'd give them as they turn pro you know what is the piece of advice you'd give a a a successful collegiate player as they make that transition to professional golf
1: uh just kind of just stick with what got you there um i think that's the that's the most important thing that's what's helped helped me i mean be confident in who you are in your game and just know that that, that was good enough to get you there. So i stick with it. It's, it's hard to get out and There's A lot of pretty lights, we'll call it. There's just stuff everywhere. There's things to do. There's, you know, lots of different stuff that, that you know, you can start searching and start, uh, you know, kind of forget who, who you are as a golfer. And uh, the most important thing in golf is, is confidence. You start searching and, you know, doing stuff that's not comfortable to you. I mean, that's where you, that confidence can start going real fast. Um, but, you know, just being confident in your own game and your own swing and your own putting stroke and just knowing that that's good enough. Uh, and to me, that's that's kind of what's uh, always been a staple for me.
0: Okay, I'm going to do a, a few rapid-fire questions, just quick questions, quick answers, and I'll get you out of here. First question, I think I know the answer to this. Best best golf shot you've ever hit in competition?
1: <laughs> uh yeah definitely uh 16 second shot on 16 at the Ryder Cup this year absolutely
0: and I don't want to drum up negative thoughts here but if if there is one that comes to mind what's the worst shot you've ever hit in competition
1: <laughs> that's one of my good uh or my terrible memories this is what
0: I was gonna say this is right I, Uh you're your answer-
1: I don't know there, there <laughs> has to be some um I mean, the problem is there's so many it's hard to like narrow it down to just oh, no. one terrible golf shot i mean we all hit so many golf shots it's, there's inevitably there's terrible ones in there um i can't really think of anything like right off the top of my head i've definitely like 16 at phoenix I've definitely hit some like terrible iron shots there uh i actually played it great this year but i think the year before i don't even know if i hit that green one um, and you and you just you get to hear about it. You feel like it's your worst shot you've ever hit, and you're like 30 feet away on the fringe. But I've um, definitely hit some really bad shots
0: there. The the worst part is when the when it's like about 4 p.m. or 5 p.m. on Friday and Saturday there, and you hit it to like 25 feet, but you're on the green, and they still boom. Yeah. And you're like, I hit the green in regulation. What are you talking yeah. about? This is not a bad golf shot. Exactly. You're like,
1: that's not bad. I mean, it wasn't good, but it's not bad. I mean, I take it.
0: Right. Uh okay, okay, it's nine p.m. on an off week from the PGA Tour. What is Ryan Moore most likely doing?
1: Nine p.m. Um, I mean, I hope I'm sleeping most of the time. At nine? Yeah. At nine p.m. Yeah, I have two kids. I got a four-year-old and a five-month-old. I'm just I'm <laughs> sleeping any any chance I can get. Um, but yeah, I was like, well, it depends. Um. You know, basketball season. I might be watching some basketball. I don't really watch baseball much. I don't know. I just get when I'm home. I wake up early and kind of go work out by nine o'clock. I'm pretty tired. I'm I'm definitely
0: falling asleep. I got you. Yeah, I'm I'm the same age as you, and in the last year, that's kind of uh, that's kind of <laughs> been the situation as well. I think I went to bed at nine twenty-one last night. All right, last question I'll ask you. Oh, for, first I wanted to ask, what basketball do you watch? College or pro?
1: I watch, I watch both. I don't really have a team. I, mean, I would be a Sonic fan. I'd be in from Seattle, but obviously, um, that doesn't happen because they don't exist anymore. So, um,
0: yeah, you don't root for Oklahoma City? No,
1: no, the traders. I have never root for them.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, you know, my my caddy is a huge Warrior fan and has been forever. He's from the from the Bay Area, from Napa, and he kind of got me watching them five, six years ago. Um, kind of before they really took off so I've always I've enjoyed watching them over you know do what they've done over the last few years and kind it of been kind of fun but uh, I can't say I'm like a, you know I don't really have one team or another
0: and my last question is this if there if they started a two man collegiate alumni golf tournament where you could pick two players from call any college and they'd they'd play other colleges do you feel like you and Adam Scott would be the number 1 seed
1: I don't know. That's a that's a that is a tough one. I mean, I think Adam and I would, would be, you know, pretty solid, and and Adam and Charlie Hoffman would be pretty solid, or Charlie Hoffman and I would be pretty solid. I think I think we could come up with a few pretty good two team man uh, teams, but there's there's also some other schools that uh, have had a lot of players uh, run through them. So I'd say we'd be pretty high on the list for sure. We'd, we'd be top five
0: you'd be scared you would be sneaking into the one or two seat it would be a debate we'd have jay billis talking about it for a little bit and it, it we would have to figure out exactly where you land well uh, well great year and obviously great finish to the season it was a lot of fun to watch i'm so pumped that davis love uh went with his gut and with his assistant captains because it worked out great uh congratulations and all the success and uh, i'm looking forward to 2017 it's probably going to be great for you and then, like you said it starts in just a few days yeah
1: exactly i'm, I'm excited so thanks for having me on
0: and that'll do it this week uh, for the clubhouse. Many thanks to Ryan Moore. Really appreciate him jumping on. I know it's a little bit of his downtime following a crazy, crazy last month and a half, but a lot of fun just to catch up with a guy that really had the most interesting Ryder Cup week, if you ask me. I mean, everybody else knew they were on the team. He was thrown into the group, uh, got to pair up with J.B. Holmes. They lost that first match, but were able to claim a couple of full points for Team USA and for Davis Love Third. So many thanks to him. Make sure you're following us on social media at Shane Bacon's my Twitter handle at the clubhouse pod is a clubhouse uh, Twitter account. We'll be giving away stuff. I've got some koozies coming in, got some t-shirt giveaways coming up. That's all through the clubhouse Twitter account. So make sure you follow that at the clubhouse pod and that'll do it for this week. Hope you enjoyed it. If you love it, make sure you subscribe, tell your friends, write a review, tattoo it on your arm. All of those things help out a lot. And we'll be back next week. We're going to continue to pump these out throughout the off season, the wraparound season, whatever you want to call it. So make sure you tune in and subscribe. Many thanks. Get out and play some golf this weekend, make some birdies, and have a great rest of your week.